You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. It's Friday here on the show. Friday on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Eric Oakery. Thank you so much for listening. We got a big show for you. A real big show. And most of you are probably thinking, of course you do. The Lions are playing the Rams, which means they're playing Matt Stafford. But no, we got that going on. But we got Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated back on the show. So it's a huge show every time the man, the myth, the legend comes on. Logan, how you doing this week? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. But like I said, we we had a fun Wednesday show. Here we are on the Friday pod. And like, all I want to do is talk Lions and Matt Stafford. All I want to talk about is Matt Stafford and the Lions because they're going head up this week. There's a lot of people that have a long, lot of strong takes on both sides of the coin. We're just going to be two buddies talking about it right now. So you ready to get into this? Yeah. Stafford talk. So, Logan, I just want to ask you where you're at with it. Where, where are you at with the whole um, Stafford in L.A., what he's doing, where the Lions are at? Just talk to me. Well, I, I think he's really doing what I figured he would outside of Detroit. And that's, you know, we how many years did we spend debating Matthew Stafford on if he's the problem with the team or not? And, you know, obviously, you know where where I fell on that side of the debate and I felt like I was always sticking up for Matthew Stafford, um, posting stats of Matthew Stafford and trying to make comparisons of Matthew Stafford when, you know, with other quarterbacks in similar situations. And it's just, it was just never ending. So it's, it's kind of nice to see, you know, my opinion of Stafford validated a little bit. And I feel like the field goal posts have, have moved back a little bit now with, you know, the Stafford detractors where, well, let's see him win a big game, but it's, it just, it's, it's frustrating mostly because knowing that we had Stafford, the lions had Stafford for 12 years and, you know, really outside of one year, they they never really gave him all that much. Uh, they gave him wide receivers, but again, you look at the top teams in the league and it's typically coming down to, you still need a defense. You still need a run game. And we know how that goes. He, he never really had that. So it's, um, it's kind of tough. It's, it's fun watching the Rams. I will say, even though I'm rooting for them to lose, um, (laughs) somehow I, you know, it's like that internal struggle where I'm like, all right, Rams, you need to lose. So the Lions get a better draft pick, but I find myself still rooting for them. So 
I just let whatever happens, happens. My, my rooting interest doesn't change the outcome of the game. That's so that's how I kind of take it. So, so here's the thing. This isn't going to be an all like, you know, Stafford show. I want to talk about this game, talk about some, some honest opinions, kind of where the lines are at as well. But I'm curious by your, by your take there. Cause again, you have been on the show uh, quite a bit and he always seemed to come up. You were a proponent of his and like, I get a lot of heat on Twitter and different social platforms. Cause I'll put out like just a broad question. I think it was like a few weeks ago. What did I put out? Oh yeah. I put out something about like how I thought Stafford had to show Detroit a little more respect. Cause every time people were like dogging the lions in a question, Michael Irvin and company, he wouldn't even acknowledge that fact. He would just go on to go bloviate about how great it is in LA and how everything's so perfect. And he wouldn't even like, just say, I love my time in Detroit. Great fans, great people there. And I love what I'm doing out here. That's all I wanted. Right. And you would have thought I said, this guy was the worst quarterback of all time. People were just coming at me like crazy. And I'm like, hold on now. Like for his whole time here, I was basically a Matt Stafford fan. I got multiple jerseys in the closet. I liked what he did at quarterback. Um, you know, I had no huge issues with him till the very end when I was on, uh, uh, you know, a podcast and I said outright some months before he got dealt, I said, I've seen enough of Matt Stafford. Like it's time to go. And the people I was talking with were blown away. They're like, what do you mean? This was like a Chicago show or something. We were doing a preview of the game. They're like, what do you, what? And I was like, yeah, it's just seen enough. It's not going to happen here. I am tired of some of the mistakes he makes that we haven't won anything ready to get a new quarterback, a new organization, new everything. And sure enough, not only did it happen, but I'm still on board. If you ask me today, would I rather have Matt Stafford on this Lions team or the draft picks, two first round picks, a third, and some of the other things that, that all came about with this whole trade reformation? I'm taking the picks and everything else all day, every day. So that doesn't make me a hater of Matt Stafford. That doesn't, uh, you know, make me, you know, just a guy that couldn't stand him or just thinks he's a horrible quarterback. No, people, people getting on me, Logan, about he, his name's Matthew, by the way, which I know you're much better at saying than me on the show. I'll call him Matt Stafford if I want to. Okay. Like, <laughs> that's just ridiculousness to me. But Logan, all that stuff you said about him, all the stuff I just said about how I backed him up and this, he never won us anything here. It couldn't have been everybody else's fault but him. We couldn't have got everything wrong except that number one pick in 2009 um, and it had it go as wrong as it did. I mean, come on, man. As much as you like him, you got to acknowledge that there were games where he turned it over. There were games where we wanted more from. There was times in the media where he could have been a more you know outward leader and helped change this culture and organization. It didn't happen. Oh, no, it, it did. Um <clears throat> You know, looking at what he did in Detroit, yeah, there was, he had some opportunities. But I just think he was always, even when he did have opportunities, he was never in a similar situation to a lot of other quarterbacks have where they can fall back on a, a running game or a, have a defense or, um, you know, rely on defense making stops. And the defense did bail him out at times. But I, I just think overall, when you look at what the talent was surrounding him. Um, I think more often than not, he did more than enough to win games a lot and they didn't end up winning. And there's plenty of other quarterbacks that did a lot less and still won games and won playoff games. And so I, I just don't think the comparisons were ever fair. And it is a little odd that he never won anything. If he truly is this great quarterback, like how did he not at least pull something out where he was able to will a team to win? Yeah, I, I don't, Stafford isn't a perfect quarterback, but there's very, 
I, I'm not going to call Stafford like, a, you know, even Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Like Aaron Rodgers, no matter what talent he has around him, is still usually winning games. But he's still plenty good enough to win games. And that's where the conversation always went was, you know, it's, it's trying to, you know, put the percentages of blame, which is really tough to do sometimes. But I, I will say right now, too, I, I agree with your point. Like, I was fully on board with the Stafford trade for what they got for him. The timeline didn't really match up for where the Lions were at and where Stafford was at in his career. So I, I think it was, I still think it was the right move to trade him. But you just knew that that signaled a big rebuild coming on. That's where we're at right now. But um, I, I've always been a, a fan of Stafford. And I think most fans, I will say, I think the majority of Detroit fans thought he was a good quarterback. And there was a vocal minority, even though it might have been a little bigger than a minority. Um, said he just wasn't a good quarterback so it's i don't know man we can go all day with this stuff i feel like we're rehashing 12 years of stafford talk right now oh yeah i mean this if we're gonna do it any week it's gonna be this week during the game but here let me counterpoint with this so when you said you know you're kind of rooting against him because the draft pick i really haven't been in that camp to be honest you know i'm like one of the biggest nfl draft guys you probably know you know that i think draft picks are gold i i love the lions have two first rounders you would think i'd want that second one to be as high as possible but I haven't found myself rooting against him in any way. Like, I enjoy watching the Rams play. I like that he's throwing the ball all around the yard and his numbers are good. That doesn't, people were acting like when my tweet went out, oh, you're just mad because, oh, you're upset. I was like, I'm not upset at all. (laughs) Like, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm like, I enjoy what he's doing out there. And like, some people may be on the other spectrum of that or might think that, you know, it doesn't make sense because I should want him to lose every game. But I knew that's not only not a reality, we've seen the... We've seen it come to be that, yeah, I mean, him and Cooper Cup are absolute money. You know, he's he's starting to find Bobby Trees. He's he's being protected by that O-line, which I thought was going to have some issues. They obviously have some ball players on defense. So he's doing what I kind of thought he would do, and he's even doing it at a better level in some areas. Now, we're only six games in, so we'll see how it all shakes out. But I find myself totally rooting for the guy, enjoying watching him. I do have him in multiple dynasty leagues where it was nice to see him get that offensive wizard at the as a coach as well as he seems like he's in a great headspace everyone's like just let him enjoy his time why would you talk about it you're old I'm like I'm totally cool with him living it up in LA and playing for them like I got no issues all I kind of said was that I just want him to always respect Detroit Detroit gave him a lot and that brings me to my other counterpoint where you're like oh he he was a great quarterback and they never surround him with a run game and this and that like you go back and look at it I doubt there's many other teams that put as much draft capital into weapons and running backs and wide receivers as the Detroit Lions did. Now, they obviously missed on guys like Titus Young, Mikel LaShore, but there were also some good football players in there that washed out of the league too. And I feel like some of that has to go on number nine, that he didn't bring them along properly or they didn't um, get the football in the way they needed it. And I feel like he held people really at a high level, like rookies especially. Like instead of putting his arm around him, it was more like, well, once they figure it out, then I'll start to get him the ball. So that's where I'm talking about the the half and half. Like I'm totally cool with everything that happened. I'm rooting for him. But also like – I feel like the Lions always tried to get him all these things to help him, and it just never worked out. And I just can't put that all on the draft picks themselves. It's got to be a little bit – uh, on number nine, but I think you're right too that it's 
he's already shown he can throw it all around the yard and make crazy throws. So it's probably more on some of those picks, but I just can't go a hundred and zero like some people online. Well, they, they tried to surround him with talent and, you know, there were some nice players, but more often than that, there were misses. I mean, that, that second round streak on running backs that they were trying to right. get with him. It's not like they went elsewhere and succeeded. Um, and they did, they, they tried to give him an offensive line and, it never really worked out, but it's just, again, it's hard to believe that in 12 years, they just never were able to really give him a run game. And during his 12 years in Detroit, you know, he had the dead last ranked run game. And so that's uh, not great by any means. He never had a rushing attack that finished in the top half of the league either. So even though they tried to surround him and get him pieces to run the ball, it just never happened. And you know, maybe that is a little bit on him. I, I've always kind of thought that the Lions passed the ball a ton and it's kind of like chicken or the egg. Is that because they couldn't run or because they wanted to pass with Stafford? So who, I, I don't really know. It's This is just a good litmus test. I feel like him being on a new team in year one, it's already he's already finding great success. And you look at his passer rating and it's like tops in the league and his average yards per attempt is near the top in the league. And he's just tearing it up and the, Rams are what five and one and so it just it I guess now we're just at the point where you got to see what he does in the playoffs yeah yeah I, I mean my my counterpoint let's we'll come to kind of this matchup here for a moment like I mean uh, the Lions town isn't where it needs to be I would not be surprised if you know as much as he's going to say all the right things like I I could see this being a ball game where Stafford looks to throw for 400 three to four touchdowns, you know, have a bunch of, you know, highlight real type plays. I can see all that going down and I'm not too worried about it. You know, I'm not going to, I kind of wish the lines were rolling and were healthier. So it could be this big time, you know, his team versus him type matchup. But, you know, the spreads like 13, 16 points. We pretty much know it's going to be a, a shining game for him, a tough game for the lions, but I mean, what, like the one tough game, I want to say the uh, the Rams have played, like, didn't they lose to like the Cardinals or somebody that they got blown out by? So like one of the, one of the tough teams he went up against, you know, they, they didn't show up and, and got shown the door. So that that's what I'm curious to see is when the lights are brightest and when he plays, you know, is he going to do things? Cause I mean, yeah, if you're putting up stats against the Giants and some of these other teams, I mean, that's kind of what he did here a lot that always frustrated me. It's like Goff did it the last game uh, as well, you know, put up numbers late when it doesn't matter. Nobody's playing defense. So I want to see him in those big time matchups. And he's obviously beat Tampa Bay, which was a big win. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to come off uh, negative, but I'm still like, show me the big time wins. But I feel like this game is going to be a real tough one. It would be fun for Jared Goff to show up big, who's really been down and been beaten up here in the city. And again, I I feel like I've seen enough. Like I had high hopes, but I've kind of seen enough of he's not the guy long term. But I'd kind of be fun if we're talking Lions for number 16 to show up and have a really nice game in his old stadium, kind of show that he can play and uh, and kind of have a nice shootout with, with number nine there. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. But I think for the most part, Goff is kind of who we, we thought he was, you know, especially considering the last two years with the Rams. Um, what you saw from him is kind of what he is now. And then you take away uh, all of his receivers and give him – essentially practice squad players right now for the most part, you know, it's yeah. the worst receiving core in the league. It's going to be tough to do 
very much. And then his run game, he can't really rely on the run game because the Lions aren't in a position to run the ball. So it's it's not a good spot for Jared Goff to be in. I don't think there's many quarterbacks out there who would make this offense look good when you also consider the defense. It's just – although, I actually, I guess I need to give the Lions defense some credit. They've actually been okay. They've had some good good stretches of play. They're still a ways away, but they've kept the Lions in the game more than enough if the Lions had any type of big play threats on at the receiver um, position. Maybe they do a little bit more, but that's yeah, – I'm not – with Goff, it would be great if he showed up and there was a, a shootout, but I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. Yeah, no doubt about it. I guess where I'm at with it is – I, I expected Jared Goff to be much better than he has been. I expected a drop-off from, like, the arm talent, like the speed and the ability to make those small windows. But I've been real disappointed with just the – anytime Goff Accuracy. throws down the field, it's a, it's a, it's not accurate. It's a duck. It's it's He's barely ever going downfield. I mean, gosh, these little dump-off routes, I mean, it's – I don't even know what the objective is on a lot of these. He says he's going to open guy, but like, I mean, it's literally just nothing impressive. And to me, I understand that the guys catching it have something to do with it. But I mean, even if you surround him with really good receivers, like the guy I've seen these first handful of games, isn't a guy that would just light it up with, with better weapons. This guy is a much more not he's just not a dynamic player that I hoped he would be I was like man I, I maybe he can light it up you know in certain games I I don't know how this team would ever score like 30 with what I've just shown me so far and like you say every time I watch Stafford and the Rams I feel like it's gonna be hard to keep them under 28 30 35 points the way they're playing so I do think it sets up bad in those realms but I'm just saying like even if you don't have the talent like this should be a game that golf comes in with a burr under his saddle like hey I'm gonna I'm going to like play tough. I'm going to make the throws when they're open. I'm going to be dialed in this game. That's really what he needs to do to not only win the fan base back a little bit, but to do what he's paid to do for his football team, which is now the Lions. I mean, they're paying you a good chunk of money. Like These are the type of games you need to hone in. And as I said with Stafford, you need to bring those other guys up to a different level. And I haven't seen that from him yet. I'm skeptical if he can do that. But I feel like that's what I was hopeful for is that, hey, maybe this guy will be able to raise up these other receivers. Maybe he'll be able to hit open guys. Maybe he'll be able to make plays and up-tempo. I just haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping that we get a little bit of that this week. Yeah, that's I'm been most disappointed with Goff just for his accuracy. There, he's missed plenty of open players, and that accuracy has been one of his strengths. You know, of, of everything he does, it's always been accuracy. That's supposed to be what he does well. And he's just he's seen too many players that he's had open that he's missed, and you don't get many opportunities with this offense. And if there's someone open, you need to hit hit that open player. It doesn't matter their skill level. You need to make sure they get the ball. And I think also, too, with reading the defense, you always heard with with McVay that he, he relied on Bay a ton uh, to kind of direct him where to go with the ball, like even pre-snap reads where he would hurry up off to the line and he would kind of almost like a college type of style of offense where he'd get up to the line so quick where McVay could still talk to him in his headset and kind of guide him through things. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've, you've seen times where the scheme has, you know, basically gotten a receiver open and he's not even looking at that receiver. And it's, 
you can nitpick with any quarterback. They're going to miss receivers, but I feel like you just notice that a lot more with golf than I ever have in the past. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. So Logan, let me ask you this. We're talking about a lot about Stafford, a little bit about golf. You know, we kind of know where we sit as well as where most people sit with that combo right now. This is a question I always love to throw at the one and only Logan Lammer and Deer. So we're talking quarterbacks. Lions have number 16 back there now. We know they got to get a young guy or where are you at with your whole quarterback plan, which is always like build the team, plug one in at the end? Like, is there anybody in this upcoming draft you're real excited about? Do you have like a game plan if you're the GM of how you're still going to do this thing? Or where are you at with the QB for the Lions long term? So I still, if the Lions have the number one pick overall, I still think there's a quarterback worthy uh, right now at the college ranks to be the number one overall player to at least overtake um Thibodeau at the top spot so that's where I'm at you know that I I don't think the Lions need to rush in getting a quarterback and it's going to be really difficult next year if Jared Goff is the quarterback and many fans aren't going to like that but that's what a rebuild is <laughs> if, if anything I would hope that Jared Goff is the quarterback next year again just so he continues to maybe he is the anchor on the offense and you have another bad season last year and you have a high pick in 2023. And it sounds awful to say, and it's going to be really tough football to watch, but you need young talent on this team before I would inject any rookie quarterback into the situation. I just, I want to, once that quarterback is drafted, I want them to have some pieces to work with and to maximize that window. And we've gone back and forth on this a ton. I know I'm sorry, I'm re- bringing this all back up, but <laughs> I just think, as much as you might like a quarterback in the draft, um, just looking at the odds, the odds are is you're probably going to be looking for a new quarterback in six years anyway. That's <laughs> that's the most likely scenario when you're drafting a quarterback in the first round. Very few of them are like elite players for a long time. The ones that look good and then kind of like Jared Goff or Carson Wentz, the ones that look good early on are ones that have 
teams built around them. So even if you draft a quarterback who's not maybe going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, at least he has a team around him where you can be good for a while and then move on and try to find a different quarterback. So I'm just, I'm at that point where I was like, you know what, just assume you're not going to find a Hall of Fame quarterback and just accept the fact that even though you might like a player, a quarterback a lot, he might not be great. So even if he isn't, at least you have some talent around him to be good for a while and try to go that route. There's there's different routes you can take. I understand it, but that's that's my mindset right now, and that's the route I want to take. So two quick scenarios. If you're picking number one overall here in week six, knowing what you know about the college players and some of the defenders, what are you doing? I'm taking Thibodeau. I think he's, you know, we'll see what he does at the combine, but he sure seems like he's a real good athlete. He's got the bend, um, like just the burst to get around the corner that I want to see. And he, he just looks like an elite pass rusher. And the Lions don't have that. The Lions have good pass rushers. Romeo Aquara is good. And who knows what's going to happen with his Achilles. Trey Flowers, I honestly think they should try to move on from, especially at his price point. Um, he's a well-rounded player, but if, for what you're paying him, he needs to be able to get to the quarterback. So to me, you know, the biggest way to boost this team instantly is adding a pass rush on defense. And then another year down the line, starting to really get out of Goff's contract because you're stuck with them next year and looking at quarterbacks and going after either a rookie or maybe there's a veteran who pops up, even though that's typically more difficult to do. There's not many good veteran quarterbacks who hit the market. Okay. And the second scenario, uh, Thibodeau goes first, you're picking second, third, whatever it may be. And the organization has kind of decided, we feel like we're ready. We want to get that QB now. We know Logan Lamer and Deer may not agree with us, but we want to take one. What name would you throw out for the people now that you would feel decent about putting a Lions uniform on and saying, yep, that's my guy. That that guy's going to change the franchise. Anybody come to come to mind at the quarterback position for you? Mm, not really. Um, I know the Corral Ole Miss guy. I've seen a couple of his games here and there. Um, you know, he's having a good year. And he has a strong arm and he has mobility, which is nice. It'd be nice to have a quarterback who can move, but I still think there's going to be just other players who I'd prefer first over the quarterback. I, I don't think you'd, you reach for a quarterback. It's have, truly best player available. still. have you watched or done any reading on Malik Willis of Liberty yet? I've only watched the one game that was um, of his against Syracuse and he was impressive. And then looking at uh what he's done the past couple of weeks, he's thrown six interceptions over the last two weeks. So um, I, I like the talent, but again, it's, I don't think that's like a surefire top three pick. I, I, I would be very hesitant on that. That's not a risk I'm willing to take with the number two pick overall. No, I agree. Raw talent. And so my last one for you on this grill session is, so if you if you decide you're not willing, you don't love one of these guys, I, I'm really a strong proponent too, like you said, if, if I don't love these guys or I don't think they can be the face of the franchise for a long time to come, they got all the skill set I'm looking for, I'm willing and open and would pass and would wait again with this fan base, the losing, the wanting to turn it around. Uh, can we kind of 
sit patiently by for two more full seasons of tough football? Can Dan Campbell afford that? Can this team say, fans, hang tight, believe in us, we're going to stack this talent, but in that third year when we still got those two picks, like the right guy is going to be there at that point. Do you think that there's the patience, and is that something you'd be willing to do of just say, hang tight a little bit longer, believe in me, we'll get this right? Yeah, I think that's what should be done. I I know there is an aspect of, you know, that comes from ownership that you have to have attention. You want the fans to want to show up to games and be invested in the team. But I think um, being patient is going to pay off more than trying to get greedy and get a quarterback when it's not the right player to take at that time. And you're going to put them in a horrible situation. I, I think it'll pay off down the line for being patient and fans I just try, I try to drive that in the fans head every week is you have to be patient and it's really tough. I get it. I, I hate it being in the moment. I'm always like, man, this team, like just do something, just do something right now to make this a little bit more interesting. But uh, that's, that's what a rebuild is. You have to be patient, unfortunately. There you go. That's why I love having you on the Kool-Aid cast because I'm right with you on all that. I think it is tough for fans. I think that everybody wants to see this great transformation in these W's, but the most prudent thing if you don't, and again, we don't know. There might be a great veteran in the middle of his career that might come available that the Lions could be interested in. There might be a um, you know, a guy that totally emerges and by the time draft and things roll around, like that's our guy. But right now I'm with you. Like if that doesn't happen, hang tight, build the squad, you know, put positions that are premier, best play available, and then see how it shakes out in the end, no doubt about it. So Logan, let's do this before we get out of here. Rams, Lions, I need kind of a how the game's gonna go down and a score prediction from you. Ew. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think I don't I don't think Stafford is going to have a huge day just because I don't think he's going to need to. I feel like the Rams will probably just, um, you know, probably steadily run the ball. And yeah, the Rams will probably get a few big plays. And um, I could just see it where the Lions offense isn't doing much of anything. And the Rams aren't forced to really try to push the ball down the field. So I'm going to say. Um, the Rams 31 Lions 13. Yeah. Um, you know, part of me wants to respectfully say that, you know, Lions are going to go out there with the best intentions and Matt Stafford's going to just be cutthroat and drop 40 burger on them and make all these great plays. But I'm kind of with what you just said right there. I feel like he'll come out, play pretty well in the beginning. That's all the the broadcast will be talking about, about how great he is and how this Lions team is kind of a mess at this point. But I think they will take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit. So I like your score. I mean, I guess because I want Goff to play a little bit better and shock some people in this game. He's in his old stadium. He's should be motivated. Maybe he can put a few things together. He kind of knows this team, this defense. Give me like a 31, as you said, to 21 game. Still a 10-point win um, for the Rams, but... You know, maybe some flashes from golf, maybe keep it a little interesting there early in the ball game. And like I say, maybe the Rams pour it on and then they 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 take the foot off the pedal and it becomes a respectful win by the old quarterback. He walks off. He didn't embarrass his old team, but he also um, did what he needed to do. Everybody parts ways and we can all like not only put this to bed, but like I I just tell everybody out there 
root on Matt Stafford. Like he was a, a good face of the franchise, a quarterback here. He did not win us anything big, but he's got crazy arm talent. He's smart. He's showing that now in his new place. Like don't root against him, but also um, don't act like he won us Lombardi's and there should be a statue outside the front. Cause I don't think that's true either. So, you know, that's, that's my take on this game for everybody. And like, hopefully we can all just move on and be happy for the guy, but also like be excited as we were on the Wednesday show and here on Friday about what the Lions are building and what they will get eventually, if not right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll get there. We'll get there one of these years, you know, just 60 years and, and counting, right? Going to happen in our lifetime. Oh, it'll happen. I'm I'm so confident. I mean, you know the name of the show. It will happen. We're just uh, continuing to be optimistic as well as see the bigger picture. So, Logan, I didn't give you any time earlier. I know sometimes you kind of uh, push it off, but is there anything you want to tell the folks about or promote out there that you're up to or the same old great articles and appearances you're always doing? Same old stuff at LA Mirandier on Twitter. You know, try to interact there and that's where I'm most active, siallions.com. Plenty of great content there. And you can find anything I write on there, as well as Detroit Lions Lowdown on Facebook. Um, pretty much every article from SIL Lions is, shows up there, and I'm also there. And then at Insta- Instagram, at Logan underscore Lam Randier. Um, you know, just try to post stats and interesting things there. It's um, don't. Don't always get into too many conversations. I'm not on Instagram all that much, but I do try to at least post there to keep keep things interesting. He's a busy man, folks, but you got to give him a follow, um, soak up his content, as well as just uh, always really enjoy having you on the show uh, once a month or so here on the Kool-Aid cast talking Lions football, man. Thanks a ton for coming on. It's been fun. Of course. Appreciate you having me. Look forward to next time. Absolutely. Everybody have a great week. Enjoy this game. We'll see what our Lions do, and we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man. Cornbread! 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 Pack the bag! Stop the plane! This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man.